0: Good morning, Chair City Church. It's good to connect with you again. So we like gifts. It's true. And half the fun is unwrapping the gift. And this is because the whole gift-getting process, we're in a place of expectation and anticipation. And the underlying theme during the process is, I am loved. I'm cared for. Someone thought enough of me to give me something. So we love gifts. And often the way it works with gifts is when you're younger, every gift is a really big deal. And as you get older, it takes a bit more to impress. And those gifts from years back, they just don't seem to, you know, be impressive. They kind of get tossed aside. Now, God knows what we need. And as our Heavenly Father, He loves to give us the best gifts of all, and he would love at this time to give us, you and me, hope in darkness. Now, I'm glad to talk with you about how God chooses to give us hope in very real difficult circumstances and what's taking place right now in our lives. So currently it's been about six weeks and we haven't met as a uh, church community, might be seven, Some of you are in isolation to one degree or another. We've been temporarily cut off from living out our lives day to day as we're accustomed to. And I'm really glad that you have decided to join us this morning on Sunday. I do. I I look forward to having this platform and I thank you for just inviting me and, and, uh, and our worship team, and really just our church into your life. It, uh, it helps me and encourages me. So let's jump in to the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. We'll put the verse up on the screen. It's one verse. It's a powerful verse. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy, And Paul refers to Timothy sort of like a son in the faith. Timothy's a young guy, and Paul has been mentoring Timothy. Timothy's in a time of struggle, and he's feeling overwhelmed. And Paul's writing to encourage him. And he tells Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. God is calling us to hope. So we must replace fear. We've been speaking to fear a lot these last few weeks because it is a very present part of our current narrative, a very present part of our cultural landscape, and it is part of the human condition. And as you said last week, fear is a natural human condition and a response to uncertainty, a perceived harm, danger. The question is, what do you do with that fear? How do you minimize that fear or debilitize that fear from being destructive? Because, as much as God is the greatest gift giver, it says here in Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear. You and I, when we feel fear, and as I said last week, you can feel fear, that fear is not God given. When we are scared about our circumstances, when we're gripped with fear, day to day when our head hits that pillow at night and we just can't settle in, this is not from God. You got to just pause. You got to step back and say, okay, this is not from God. This is not something that God has given me, that he has for me. Let's pause And as much as things are slowed down, I really still think we've got to be intentional about pausing to just do some deep examination and and have a moment of deep sincerity. Some of us are making fear-based decisions. Some of us, our thoughts, our inner dialogues are, are a result of us leaning on fear rather than leaning on our Lord. Instead of taking that fear and replacing it with God's true gifts for us. We're functioning from fear. We're not functioning from faith. I want to encourage you not to make fear-based decision. Yeah, be careful, be cautious, be prudent, one called for, but don't make decisions based from fear. Replace functioning from fear with functioning from faith. When fear comes on us, it incapacitates us. It clouds our thinking. We want to replace that fear with faith right now, today. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. You are going to make it through this. You are going to press on. You are going to overcome Psalm 34, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. We don't want to be stuck in our fears. We don't want to be downtrodden or defeated by our fears. We want to be moving, moving forward and delivered from our fears. It's an opportunity right now for you. So if God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, what has he given us? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My friends, you've got to tell yourself, I've got the power. I got the power. Now, some of you are sitting home right now and you're like, I got the power. right? in the 90s and yeah, okay. I just embarrassed my kids right now. I assure you, they're squirming, they're yelling. God is not giving you a spirit of fear but power, supernatural, divine power. In the midst of uncertainty and crisis, we can tend to forget that God has made available to us the power of the Holy Spirit. God, Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. Be aware of the Holy Spirit. This is something we're starting to talk about in my home now. I've increased this conversation in my home and we're going to keep doing so, that each one of us increases our awareness of the Holy Spirit. Truth be, I kind of thought it's not even so much that we need to increase it, that it was lacking. I mean, not that it was good, and now we're going to be like val- you know, valiantly increasing it. Speaking at least for me personally, I think I was lacking in my awareness of God, Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit today. Many of us might say that, but we're not feeling it. And that's kind of where I I came to realize I was. I wasn't experiencing it enough. I want it to be true. I want it to be God's word, but, but I want it to have an emotive effect on me. Because we have cognition, but we have emotion. We say to ourselves, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know what's going to happen. This could get worse. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Paul's talking about this thorn in his flesh, and, and he has this question to God about the difficulty of all sorts that it's causing. Paul shares with us God's response to him, which is, my grace is sufficient for you. In verse 9, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul is saying that God's power exists where human power ends. Did you hear that? Can you just take that in? Can you be comforted by that truth? When your power ends, God's power begins. God's power starts. God says, my grace is sufficient in your weakness. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but the power of the Holy Spirit which is a gift of God that he gives to all those who believe in Jesus. God wants us to know that that power is in him. And that's what you're saying when you come to faith in Jesus Christ. I need a power that's greater than my own. I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here. Life seemed to have so so incomplete, so unraveled, so so much less than I thought it would be. I want something more. I crave for something more, and you do. I deeply believe that each person, every human being has this craving for the transcendent, for something greater than themselves. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let's replace fear. In the midst of this circumstances, we are going to replace fear 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We want to let love rule. God has given us this gift of love. And it's the love of God that transforms everything. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that while we were yet sinning, while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. God doesn't wait till we deserve his love to give it to us. God loves us just as we are and just where we are. You could be in the greatest moment in your life. You could be in the worst time in your life. God loves you. The gift of his love reaches every person right where they are. God's law of this reciprocal affection, if you will. Changes the way we see ourselves, right? It, it changes our hearts. Meaning, it's God initiates His love to us. We experience that love, and then we we return that love back to God. And this exchange is transforming our heart and our mind. It's changing the way we see our lives. It changed the way we see those who we love around us. The way we love them. The way we see the world. The way we see our future. In this. We see God's love rule our lives. And that love sets the tone for how we love others. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Man, That's like a healing balm right now to some of you watching this. So some of you, who are in relationship out there, that, that, that's just like a, a great comfort to you. Above all things, whatever's going on, love each other. God loves us, and then he invites us and empowers us to share his gift of love with others in a way that we never could apart from knowing him and trusting in him. In this time of, in this time of crisis, do you want a faith that brings hope to others, then let love rule. Spend your time loving others. Spend your time praying for others, encouraging others, caring for others. We have a program at Chair City Church called Stephen Ministers, and these are people who spent, I think they invested about 50 hours being trained, continuing meeting with each other, to sharpen their skills for accountability, Support. well, what they do, these persons, these women and men, they commit to coming along someone who's going through a sorrowful time, a time of struggle, a time of pain, a time of suffering, suffering, difficulty. They commit to meeting with a person one hour a week for as long as that person needs them to be alongside of them. Fifteen of those Stephen ministers this past week each one took a list of 25 names. Many people that were on that list, they had not met. They didn't know. And they called them one by one to see how they were doing, to see if they needed help, to see if they could use prayer. The response was wonderful. People were grateful, you know, that, that someone was calling them, connecting to them, you know, to, to see what was happening in their life. And the Stephen ministers experienced it as well. That that human exchange. This is what happens when love rules. They experienced people in their moments, in their difficulties, and and people weren't expecting it to call from someone. People were glad to get the call. People opened up about losing jobs or struggling emotionally. One Stephen minister made a call, and got to step into the life of a young woman who's rushing throughout her day. She takes the call. On the other end is a, a person. They've never talked before. They don't know each other. They have this connection called Chair City Church. They have this connection called Jesus Christ. They have this connection of one human being just reaching out to encourage another human being. And that young woman goes on to say, that she just found out from the doctors that there's a chance that her two-year-old toddler could have a brain tumor. Mm. How God knew that that call needed to take place in such a time like this. Most shared how good it was to hear from someone. I want you to even right now pray for that little, that child, pray for that baby In the middle of a dark time, our Stephen ministers are bringing light into darkness. This is who we are. This is what we do. How did this happen? Because love rules. Start reaching out to people. Text them. Call them. Email them. If you're not sure what to say, contact me. Contact us. We'll help you. We'll coach you. We'll provide you with resources. This week, We're starting up another community event. Last week, we finished up our Gardner Relief Fund for the month of April. It was very successful. We worked with the CAC community. We worked with state representatives, Jonathan Zlotnick. That was a privilege. And we really did bring help and benefit to people who are in need in our community. Now, this week, we're going to be Uh, supporting our community. We're going to work with G Vegas Diner to provide meals for the emergency room staff at Haywood Hospital. We're going to strictly follow all the restrictions and safety protocols. If you want to join us and volunteer, do that by sending us an email to officeatsharecitychurch.com. God invites us to love other people. Why? Because God gave us the gift of his love so that we could share it with others. Even if we're quarantined or isolated, there are many ways to let love rule. Simply encourage others, build them up, shine a ray of hope into their life. Let's help people. Chair City Church, my, my, my fellow followers of Christ, let's help people rediscover their ability to encourage each other, to be hospital, hospitable. There you go. To be civil, even to those that we might not agree with. We might not, you know, connect and line up on certain life issues and certain topics. But we can encourage each other. We can be civil. We can help each other. How about this? How about we do as Jesus would have us do, and we value others. Let. Right now, let this community, let people we know, let our neighbors know that we value them. We've got some skin in the game here with them. Let's pause in our life to let love rule and pay attention to other people. This could change the trajectory of their day, maybe their week, maybe their life. If not you, who? If not now, when? God gave us his love to share with others. Who knows? You might be making that call, and on the other end is somebody who really could be imploding with pain just in a vicious cycle of darkness, of uncertainty, of sorrow, and you step in with that simple but powerful phone call to God be the glory, huh? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, but of love, and a sound mind. In the most challenging and unpredictable times, you need to keep your head together. <laughs> some of you struggle with this in different ways. Some implode, some explode. God has not given us a spirit of fear, anxiety, getting crazy, accusing, insulting, getting wound up, losing control, just getting crazy. God has given you a sound mind. Keep your head together. Now, for some of us, these are unprecedented times of uncertainty, if not all of us. It's easy to get worked up, to come apart. It it, it begins to get hard day to day to regulate our emotions. But the Bible said God has given you a sound mind. Turn down the news and turn up the praise. Focus on thanksgiving to God. Even as you listen to the news and you're hearing what's going on around you, keep your head together. Hold on to the gift that God has given you, a sound mind. Don't let the circumstances take this gift away from you. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul is saying, don't be shaped by this world. Don't be shaped by the the circumstances of this world, by the ongoings of the world. Rather, be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus. In this time of crisis, God wants to renew our minds. I'm just determined that there'll be a victory in all this. I'm continually looking and seeking for God's hand in this. I believe with all my heart that we will see that individually and corporately as a body of Christ. We know God is in control, and the more we know this deeply, intimately, our minds will be transformed. We'll rise above our circumstances. We won't be people of circumstances, but people of transformation, meaning, you know, I think and therefore I am. 2 Timothy chapter 1 Verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You and I, we need to receive God's gifts, the gift of his power, the Holy Spirit, the gift of his love and the gift of a sound mind. The question is, have we received God's gift? Meaning, have we acknowledged them? Have we accessed them? Have we engaged in them? Are we living out our life from them? Because it's here where we find hope. It's here where we find hope. You know, my, um, my grandfather, who passed away, I guess 2001. It's, well, time flies. And uh, I loved him. I cherished him. And for a season, I I moved in with him. He didn't want to come out. He lived in the projects in Coney Island in Brooklyn, and uh, I lived in another area in Brooklyn, and he came out less and less, and so I said, you know, let me just move in with him, I'll, uh, and uh, I'll be able to spend more time with him. And uh, one day, and, and, and you know, he had his space where he lived, well, I mean, his room, his bedroom, and I would live out in, uh, I guess you'd call it a living room. And Although I would stay out of his bedroom, he would kind of wander into my kind of living space. And he'd kind of go about his thing and do what he thought was best. Uh, Rather eccentric guy, a beautiful guy. Come home one day and there, all my clothes from my dressers are sitting on top of the dressers. My dressers vomited my clothes onto the top and out of the drawers. And he points out to me that he had a system that would work well for me. Rather than my clothes being in a drawer where I didn't know what I had, now I could see all of it right out there in the open. And better, he color coded them. So anything that was black was in the black stock. So black underwears, black socks, black shirts, black ties, black pile, white pile, multicolored pile, blue pile. That's my grandpa. So one day, I kind of break ranks and I. I wander into his room. I used to hang out with him, but I, I wouldn't go through his things and I wouldn't go in his closets. But one day I'm looking for something. I forgot what it was. And I open up his closet. And as I'm starting to look for this item, I, I, I see a, a, a present wrapped with a bow and then another and then another and then stacks. And I'm like, hey, Grandpa, what, what, what are all these gifts? He's like, I don't know. And I'm looking it up. It's like, Grandpa, Merry Christmas. Grandpa, Happy Birthday. I said, Grandpa, I, what, what are you doing here? You haven't opened up these gifts. He's like, yeah, I know. I said, how come you haven't opened them up? He goes, I don't care. I said, well, may, maybe it's something good. Maybe it's something you like. He's like, nah, nah, you know, I don't need them anyway. And, and I was baffled. So I sat there for about three hours, taking my time, opening up my grandfather's gifts. Listen, listen. He didn't think he needed them. And really, the more I talked to him, over time, he'd forgotten even had them. We know what it's like to receive a gift. And we know what it's like to forget that gift we've received. You get the gift, you're excited, and then the excitement drifts, right? It kind of wanes. You get a treadmill, it's awesome for a while, and then it becomes something you hang your laundry on. If you're hearing this, If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, God has given you these gifts of power, of love, of a sound mind. Don't forget them, don't neglect them. In these times of uncertainty, take a hold of them, lean into them, access them. May they be as big of a deal now perhaps more than ever, than they were when they first came upon you. Don't neglect the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be aware of it. Lean into it. Don't neglect the love God has given you. Let love rule. And don't neglect the transformation of your mind and the renewal of your life. In such a time as this, May your life be renewed in this time. May your marriage be renewed in this time. May the relationship with your children be renewed and transformed in this time. Have a sound mind. If you're in that place where maybe you have neglected, you have shoved it, you're, you're, you've let that, Desire for it waned, that enthusiasm for it has kind of drifted. Just turn to God, ask forgiveness, call out to God. The scripture says that we can go to him. We can go to the throne of mercy and grace with a boldness and a confidence. If you feel stuck on fear, you need to know this is not of God. Take a hold of your gifts. Fight fear with faith and hope that come from these gifts of God, you'll be delivered. You'll be delivered from that oppression. You'll have freedom. Some of you, you've never received these gifts that God provides. You see these gifts that I'm talking of? I keep saying they bring hope, they are hope, and that's because these gifts come packaged in Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus who gave his life on the cross, Jesus who rose from the dead. Jesus is the bearer of these gifts. Now, if you're in here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your rescuer, as your Lord, as your Savior, you can say this prayer within yourself. I'm believing that from when, just from the outset of this message as I began to talk, that God began to do a work in you, that God who, who created you who knit you in your mother's womb, began to draw you closer to him, that you now would filter everything out and just settle in in this moment between you and your maker, you and the God who loves you. And you turn to him now and say, God, I need you, God. I just, I do. I need you. I'm incomplete without you. I am wanting without you. And today I am turning to you I'm putting everything else that was most prominent in my life, that was paramount, I'm turning from that, and I'm looking to you, God. I want you to know, God, that you, God, will be my most prominent, most paramount thought in my life. Lord, I I, want to believe that I can have the power the love, and that sound mind. I I deeply believe that I can have that today. I want to trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you've begun a new relationship with Jesus Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. If you've come to this place at the end of my message, scroll down, there's a link and there's a text number. It'll bring you to a form. Complete the form, send it in. It's so encouraging for us to receive that. We celebrate with you. We pray for you. Really, truly, people are praying for you, and we'll send you out a speckle, special package. No speckles, just special. We'll send it out to you. They'll give you some traction and get you going. Today, put your trust in Jesus. And as much as God created you to have these gifts, he created you to be in Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus on a rescue mission of all Of the great gifts the greatest gift of all is salvation today and i'm speaking to you received god's great gift of salvation found in jesus christ i greatly miss all of you i do i'm here if you need to call me to contact uh, me i'm thinking of you i'm praying for you chair city church let's run to the battle to god Be the glory.